Hey everybody, glad you could join me. I hope everything is going well for you guys out there. Hey, this week we take a look into six landscape ambiance elements, things that we don't always think about. This is a topic that not many think is only reserved for the wealthy. And I'm here to tell you, nope, not at all. Here we discuss ways to bring plenty of ambiance and extras, shall we call them, into your landscape without breaking the bank, it does not increase the maintenance much, really, and allows more enjoyment than the standard landscape that many of your neighbors and maybe even you have. Let's take a look. Glad you are here, stay with me, and I will be right back. Roll that intro, please. Hey, I'm Matt, you can call me coach. Every week I bring to you landscape tips and tricks and design concepts in an easy to understand format so you can tackle projects yourself, get the results that you would like, be a heck of a lot more self-reliant and save a lot of money in the process. You know, after 20 plus years of being a landscape designer, contractor, and retail nursery manager, I bring a substantial amount of experience and if information that I want to give to you here. So this allows you to broaden your skill set, landscape gardening knowledge base, and a love for all things outdoors. Okay, so first, ambiance is not the first thought that comes to many folks' mind when they think of having to landscape or re-landscape their outdoor areas when called for. Many think patios, walkways, lawn, irrigation, trees, shrubs, and call it good. Am I right? How many of you have had these exact thoughts? Maybe you can leave me a comment. I'd really like to know. Now to be clear, there is nothing wrong or out of bounds in any way with these elements that I just listed above. That is perfectly fine, but, but could we take it to another level without busting a landscape budget? There's no way that we don't add some things to it, but as you will find out, we do this by planning and budgeting and doing certain steps during phases of the landscape project's evolution. Maybe we sacrifice some plant size and cost for an ambiance element. Or don't get a stamped and colored back patio, or maybe we use time and extra savings just to apply one of the elements of ambiance. Or if you are loaning it, you know, like borrowing it from family or a bank, it may be a little more borrowing to afford these elements. It all depends on what your wants and needs really are. You know, when we think of ambiance, I want to speak directly to those elements that give a homeowner that staycation type of feeling and a place to retreat to and enjoy when you cannot vacation, when you want to entertain and truly enjoy family and friends and enjoy them in an environment that you have worked so hard to bring about. You know, these extra landscape steps really put extra value and certainly another level of pride and enjoyment in your home and your landscape. There is no doubt about that. Let's discuss some of these elements, shall we? 
they're not presented, I, I didn't present them in any particular order of importance or necessity. So, hey, let's get into it, shall we? Ready? Let's talk about water features. Now I'm gonna briefly cover this this week because last week we covered water features in depth, but they are a major, major landscape ambiance element and also a focal point element, which all landscape ambiance fall into. The first element of ambiance that leaps off this old designer's page is the water feature. The easy to install standalone features that are available are reasonably priced and can be incorporated at strategic, and the emphasis is on strategic parts of the landscape to bring enjoyment. Areas such as the front door area where you greet and you go in and out of the house all the time, backyard patio areas, and especially one of my favorites is like the sequestered master bedroom private areas uh, are really main locations. You'll hear more about this last one in a little while. I love, and I do mean love, L-O-V-E, bringing the sound of running water into a landscape. It instantly, in my opinion, naturalizes the space. It draws in birds and their song, plus other local wildlife like frogs and other things, etc. Plus, you know, just running water has that weird little cooling effect that it has on people. You know, depending on your budget and space, especially, you can acquire uh, a next step up, like pondless waterfalls, but maybe larger standalone features, or if you want, over-the-top ponds with fish and water plants and small spillways for sound. You know, I zeroed in on the standalone features like I mentioned in my last video uh, when it comes to the pondless waterfalls and the standalone stack slate urns and that kind of thing. Um, I did this in the form for my customers maintenance level, you know, and time allocation. In this day and age, everybody wants the most for the least, and those two particular little water features really fit the bill really well. That is why I used them at Weed Patch Ranch, the last place I installed them. Hey, let's take a look at another one, and that is sound. Moving on to another form of ambiance that few think of is the stereo sound of music or TV in the backyard. This unique element is quite an attention getter with friends and family visit, I guarantee you. With weatherproof, weatherproof outdoor speakers that can either be mounted on the house or on the structure of a patio cover, or nowadays, heck, even wireless ground speakers disguised as landscape stones can be placed out in the garden itself. This is a great entertainment addition that serves folks well for outdoor entertaining or just relaxing outside with family and enjoying a weekend afternoon. If hardwiring these systems, you can determine locations where you want the speakers based on your plan that I always speak about and run outdoor stereo wire in the trenches during irrigation phase or under patios and walkways using PVC sleeving underneath. But with the, with the wireless Bluetooth technology out there now, hardwire systems may be, you know, uh, a thing of the past, not too long. But, you know, wireless and technology sometimes hit its drawbacks as well. 
Check out some of the options out there online and base your decisions on needs and budget. But wow, you know, a nice soft music playing while you're, while you're uh, barbecuing or enjoying the pool or whatever, well, that's a pretty, pretty special place, I gotta admit. Hey, moving on, let's take a look at cooling and misting systems. Now, I did put a few of these in over the years. Uh, put one in in one of my houses as an experiment many years ago. Um, it is another element of ambiance that comes to mind um, for the backyard, sometimes front entryways, but mostly backyards, in those areas that have warm to hot summers or stifling humidity. Cooling systems mount to overhead structures that shade patios and walkways or under gutters on fascia boards and deliver a very fine cooling mist through little micro brass nozzles and connected tubing. This addition of water mist into the area cools the air and can add comfort to those who sit under it or around it and works well, you know, and works well and complements the other elements mentioned here so far. Some of you may have seen these in either Pinterest, but more importantly, like in outdoor dining areas at, at uh, local restaurants, you know, like where the, the business is trying to make uh, the summer dining experience a little more comfortable for their patrons and obviously a little more unique. You know, you can install these systems at uh, the onset of a landscape project by having a dedicated valve or something for it. Uh, which is the easiest, or you can retrofit water sources to serve a small manual valve that can be turned on and off as needed. These systems can be found online and some of the big box stores have them as well. As I recall, the last one that I actually did came from Lowe's and it was a uh, large packaged kit that I was able to install on a customer's patio cover. Now, when you're dealing with water, especially in the colder climates, you people in colder regions, you can gently blow the water out or drain the small tubes and leave them in place over the winter with little to no worry about cold weather damage, as long as the water's out of it. Hey, moving on, let's talk about one that I really like, and that is low voltage lighting. You know, low voltage landscape lighting. Here we talk about one of my very favorites in landscape ambiance. Landscape lighting is such an impactful element for residential and commercial landscapes to create evening and nighttime enjoyment. I, I really got educated a lot on landscape lighting years and years ago and took great pride in placement and the systems I installed. I was always taught to see the effect and not necessarily the fixture when it came to installation and design of low voltage landscape lighting. This came from mentors and teachers at the Nightscaping Lighting Company. They called it Nightscaping University, and that was down in Redlands, California, many years ago. There is a certain amount of technique that allows for proper placement, wiring size, voltage drop, uh, pathway lighting, accent lighting, backwashing. There's a lot of uh, technique behind it but uh, you can get the basics and just start and have some fun with it. Remember, it is low voltage and you will need a transformer and a timer and a couple other things, but it's fairly straightforward. And if you have any questions regarding how to install this or any of the other ambiance elements, 
hey, drop me an email. It's always at the, the end of this podcast or the video. But in this day and age, you know, with LED bulbs at the forefront of the lighting arena, voltage drop and cable size and that kind of stuff is not nearly as critical. You can get away now with one, maybe two, 12-2 cables, you know, the low voltage lighting cable, and you're good to go for many, many, many light fixtures on one cable because the wattage draw is very minimal. Systems can range from uh, some of the less expensive Malibu systems that you find in the box stores all the way up to uh, very expensive, very expensive systems. I had one job in uh, Sutter Creek, California many years ago where I installed a literally spare no expense, uh, like the line in the original Jurassic Park movie, you know, spare no expense. The system had three three large thousand watt transformers wire that ranged from 16 to cable all the way down to 8 to cable plus fixtures that were stupidly expensive at $450 each and there were at least 20 20 of those in one area of the landscape and you start doing the math and that was just for pathway lights then there were accent lights that went on top of that Needless to say, that was not my design, and these customers were the type of customers that didn't even bat an eye at the cost or any related other costs. And that was just a small fraction of the landscape project. Yeah, it must be kind of nice, huh? Well, with path lighting, accent and up lighting, shadowing and wall washing and backlighting, you can really create an outdoor environment that is very inviting and interesting at night to entertain in or just enjoy yourself. Coupled with other elements listed here, it becomes a very, very special place. And as a little side note, in addition, landscape lighting, you know, properly placed, can really enhance the actual security of your home as well. There's no infinite dark areas where bad people can snoop and hide at night. And those dark walkways on the side of the house can be relatively lit so that uh, you know you can see out and nobody can see in type of stuff. Hey, moving on, let's discuss another element of landscape ambiance, and that is whimsy. Whimsy and garden art. Finally, we talk about whimsical, whimsy, ah, let me try again, whimsical elements of landscape ambiance. These elements consist of decoration and personalization of the landscape to suit only your taste and landscape's appearance. Now a disclaimer regarding this element. This is a very personal style here. Everybody has different tastes. I have seen some doozies in my career from hunting mounts hunting mounts on back walls of houses, literally like elk, deer, bear, etc., to screaming loud paint colors on house walls and fences, to silky waving fabric streamers attached to poles, to the old garden gnomes, well-chosen pottery and planted containers, and finally, rusted metal dinosaurs that stood 12 feet tall. Oh yeah. Hey, one of them that I do remember, and it's uh, kind of funny, uh, was one uh, retreated outdoor sleeping area that was mirrored on the ceilings and all the walls 
I don't even want to know why, although the customer did blush a little when I referred to it. Along with very fancy multi-thousand dollar tree houses just like you've seen on TV, in addition I have seen well done painting and art studios in she sheds and the glorious man caves with game rooms and smoking decks. Yeah, they were uh, pretty whimsical all right. Hey, we visit our last one now, our last landscape ambiance, and that is relaxation areas. Now, you probably asked, Coach, haven't you already talked about the whole yard being a relaxation area? Yes, I have. I have addressed it in a way. But this I want to really bore down into a very personalized relaxation area. What I used to design in was areas where clients had a private place to retreat private from the rest of the family, places that were not always meant for prying eyes and ears, etc. I love to see intimate areas off of the master bedrooms where combinations of various landscape ambiance are really intensified to create a special spot to enjoy an evening, uh, a morning coffee, or a good book read. You know, I used to suggest hammock areas and double swing areas where you could lounge in privacy and comfort. Uh, either fenced off or screened off by greenscape, where water could be heard, lighting at night would be tastefully illuminating the area in the evening, or maybe even a, a hot tub for relaxing before bed or after a long day of work, work or kids, you know, stress in general. Or you know some guys nowadays, how about just the old stay-at-home orders? God, that sucks. I find hammocks are easily installed using like stout six by six posts that are sunk in cement and string the hammock in between at the proper distance required for easy in and out capability. Swings are a little more challenging and need overhead support. Hot tubs need dedicated electric circuits brought to them uh, with enough power to run them correctly. Uh, they also need a reinforced concrete pad or decking. Add a little outdoor sound and hey, ladies and gentlemen, voila. What a setting for some me time, huh? So if you haven't picked up on it with these listed landscape elements, the imagination is really the only limitation. That in your checkbook. Make your space yours. Maybe using some of the ideas put forth here or something you've been thinking of. But you can see that there are more things than just the basics if you plan a little bit in advance. Hey, let me know what you have thought of and maybe even implemented. I love seeing creativity in action. So email me a pic of your landscape ambiance creation. Drop a comment and let me know what you are thinking about or thinking of creating. As always, any questions regarding landscaping, you can reach out to the email listed at the end of every video and podcast. I answer every email personally to you guys. Hey, I will see you next week. If you guys have a topic you would like to see covered, drop it in the comments below. I appreciate it a lot. Thanks for joining me. Take care and I'll see you next Friday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Yard Coach. Check out the original videos on YouTube at Yard Coach or email Coach Matt at youryardcoach at gmail.com. And hey, did you get your free 15-step landscaping project checklist? Check out the podcast description below for the link to your free PDF as well as the YouTube channel 
for more great information for the DIYer in you. See you next week.